views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. I find this scientifically fascinating. You're listening to KUCI Irvine. Disengage this computer now. Broadcasting at 88.9 FM. Hello, computer. And on the web at KUCI.org. The most reliable computer ever made. And streaming through iTunes. Don't expect any mercy during the Great Robot Wars. Anteater Radio brought to you by machines. Returning to normal broadcast in free. Hi there, I'm Janine, the host of Get the Funk Out, right here on KUCI 88.9 FM. And this week, I have special guest Lizanne Hennessy from the Netherlands on the show. And somehow, our paths crossed on Facebook, and I reached out to her to find out her backstory into music and other ventures. And in the process, I learned that Lizanne had overcome a horrible car accident but kept her spirits high and kept nurturing her passion for music. And without giving it all away, I'll let her tell the story of how she left Seattle and has been growing each and every day from all of her experiences. It is my pleasure to welcome to this week's Get the Funk Out show, Lizanne Hennessy of This is Lizard. Here's This is Lizard with Won't Give Up. This week's featured guest, Lizanne Hennessy from This Is Lizard. It's my pleasure to welcome to this week's Get the Funk Out show, Lizanne Hennessy. And she takes the cake for the farthest interview I've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) Tell everybody where you're calling in from. I'm calling in from a little town called Zamslach in the Netherlands. Wow. Amazing. (laughs) How long have you lived there? I've lived in Holland now for 20 years. Beautiful. Since I was 15. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm officially what they call a third culture kid, actually. A, a third culture kid. <laughs> third culture kid, yes, yes. TCK. Yeah, there are tons of us out there now. You know, we have people who grow up in the in a different country than they were born in or move somewhere like around teenage age and have to deal with a different culture and different language. That's a third culture kid. Yeah, don't actually have a culture of their own anymore. So it's kind of make up their own. I heard the Netherlands are beautiful. You know, I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Flat as a pancake. Really? You know, I'm from, yeah, I'm from Seattle originally. I lived in Seattle. And I like mountains myself. And there's no mountains? Not a one. Not a one. No. So, a lakes, rivers, streams? Well, you know, canals. Canals we've got. Yes, we've got lots of canals. You know, Holland is is below sea level. Yes. So, it's pretty much all water. I see. You don't see it. So, it's really weird. It is weird. But it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever come back to Seattle to visit or other parts of the United States? We do. We go every summer, actually, up to the San Juan Islands. Oh, beautiful. in the very, very north. It's, oh, it's unbelievable and so inspiring. My parents live up there and lots of friends and, you know, go back to the roots. And, you know, we go there every summer. It's 
It's great. I love being back in Seattle. You know, and as long as I live in Holland, I'll I'll only ever be an American. <laughs> you know, from yeah, shoreline. Sure. <laughs> sure. I love Seattle. I almost moved there. I loved it. You do. It's great. It's a great town. Yeah. Tell me about, is that where you started becoming musical as a child in Seattle? How did this all come about? Yeah. You know, as, as far back as I can remember, you know, I remember one Christmas I got a Fisher-Price tape recorder, <laughs> and I would I would sit in my room and sing about mermaids and about, you know, these pretty songs that I'd make up myself. And it was a very personal thing, though. It was a very private thing. So it took a long time for me to actually, you know, get up on stage. That I think it was the first time I actually performed on stage with a band was maybe when I was 15 or 16. Okay. So it took a long time. Yeah, yeah. But I was singing as long as I can remember. Yeah. Uh, when you got up on stage at 15 or 16, were you playing guitar or just singing? Just singing. Oh, no, I was playing bass. Oh, you were? I played bass. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the first songs that I ever wrote, I wrote on bass. Good for you, <laughs> writing the songs. And, uh, yeah, I was writing them back then. And I got this guitar I picked up at a, at a flea market in Amsterdam mm-hmm. and planned to learn guitar, and that just, to this day, has never really happened. I actually keep my nails short for, you know, just in case I decide I'm going to learn to play guitar. <laughs> so you have this dream that it's never too late, you're going to do this at some point. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You should oh, do yeah. it. Absolutely. I should. It's a little busy these days. Yeah, slightly. It'll happen. Now, oh, you, yeah. so the band, you didn't really start playing until you moved to the Netherlands? That's right. Oh. That's right. In Seattle, yeah, I played in orchestra, I played in marching band, I even played the bagpipes. So very, you know, yeah, into music, but the singing, like I say, was still a very personal thing. And mm-hmm. when we moved to Holland, I was in a small school, an international school, and they didn't have orchestra or band. They had a band. They had a rock band. A rock band. And they did. And down in the basements, like every Thursday after school or something, they would get together. And, and I just could not imagine my life without playing music of any kind, and I thought, well, I can sing. I'll go for that, and I did, and just never stopped. Beautiful. And you never took singing lessons? You just sung on your own? Not a one. Not a one. No, I'm totally self-taught. Um, yeah. I did try, even. I took, because I wanted to I wanted to be a musical star mm-hmm. oh. at one point. I wanted to do musicals. And so I took lessons, and this woman had the most incredible breathing techniques that that were just incredible, almost like mindfulness. You know, mm-hmm. that's the direction it was going, and it was great. And But as far as my voice, she actually said to me, she said, I'm not going to teach you anymore because whatever you've learned yourself, we'd have to, like, strip that and start all over again, you know, for you to learn the technique that I have, you know, that I can teach you. Yes. So she just, yeah, we... we pretty much just focused on the breathing and and not the singing lesson. So it's uh but it's it's been a while, I mean a long time for myself just to, to get to the point that I am now and and uh you know kind of tone down my my adrenaline level I think and and have my voice settle in. I think that happens when you're when you're in your thirties. Yes. So it's now it's it's the kind of voice I've always wanted to have actually. Now how many languages do you speak? I just speak two. Dutch and English, yeah. Okay, all right. I was going to say, did you when you moved there? Did you have to learn another language and learn and sing in that other language? Yeah. 
Well, yeah, you know, I did. I had to learn it when we moved, and and that was tricky because everybody speaks English here, so you really have to force people to speak Dutch to you, otherwise you're never going to learn it. And a lot of English-speaking people that I know, native English speakers, don't even bother because Mm. everybody is fluent in English and, and, you know, five other languages. It's such a teeny little country. Yeah, but um, I really wanted to learn it, you know, and so I did, and, and we raised the kids bilingually as well, so okay. they, they mix it up, you know, the English and the Dutch. It's great. That's great. How many kids do you have? Uh, two. Two kids. Are they musical yeah. as well? Oh, my goodness, yes. Yes, very much so. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's very clear that Bram, my son, he's three and a half. He is a drummer. He's three and a half, and he's a drummer. He's three Cute. and a half. He's a total drummer. He really, when he bangs on things, it's it's a rhythm. You know, <laughs> it's not just banging. Awesome. I can hear it. Yes, it's true. <laughs> right. That's great. And yeah, and Mia, I don't know. Mia might be a singer, and she might be a dancer, though. She could get into dancing. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. No, we're hoping about fifteen years from now. You know, they'll be our band. Cute. We have our band. Why does your husband <laughs> play something? Oh yeah, husband he, your husband. Plays, yeah, yeah, your husband sings, right? That's right. That's yeah, nice. he sings. He he plays piano, keyboard. He plays drums, percussion, and guitar. Wow. So he's yeah, kind of everything. Just handy. Now you <laughs> he everything he's on handy. So you have a love story behind. There's backstory. The two of you met. Yeah. How did you meet? Yes. Well, we met in a cover band. All right. And. It was actually kind of a fluke because it wasn't my band, but they asked me to fill in for a singer who was sick. Oh. So we met up, and I met up with Roland beforehand kind of to rehearse some stuff. And he was very, very sweet and gentlemanlike, and we would have coffee together, and he would pick me up and was very, very, you know, extremely sweet nice. and supportive. And I thought, well, oh, this is kind of interesting. So we, we did one or two gigs I think, and he told me he was working on this R&B studio project, Mm -hmm. and he was looking for somebody to collaborate with, and he asked me if I was interested, and I said, sure, so I went over to, I think after the, the, you know, we'd done our performances, and I went to his house, he had his own studio set up there, and, and we started making music, and we never stopped, I don't think I ever left after that lesson. How old were you when you met him? I was, I think I was 22. How wonderful. He was about, yeah, 33 or something. Okay. Yeah. How great. What a story. Yeah. (laughs) Were your parents always supportive of all your musical pursuits? Oh, absolutely. Nice. My dad actually is is the real musical, you know, factor in our family. We've always had instruments around, you know, played all sorts of genres of music. Both my parents are from Chicago and, uh, a lot of blues in the house, but also, you know, like Donovan and the police and mm-hmm. of course there's all sorts of stuff. And so he, he actually was in a band when he was a kid oh. and were like inches away from a, a record deal, which actually never ended up happening for just all sorts of reasons. And it's, it's one of those things that kind of, you know, eaten away at him, I think. Mm-hmm. And he can live vicariously through me and I let him and it's great he sings he plays car we always make music together whenever we're together beautiful it's great yeah. so you have like a family jam session oh absolutely oh, we've love all it. got it yeah I love <laughs> it how great and so where would you like to see this going I know it's really hard juggling kids and everything else you have going on but 
Do you have any long-term aspirations where you'd like to see this go musically? I have, yeah. You know, I have, I have so many ideas and dreams and goals that I want to reach. And, you know, and, and parallel with that is exactly what, you know, it, is, is seeing my kids be healthy and happy and, and growing mm-hmm. and wonderful. And so it's, it's right. It's trying to balance these two things. Um, it's, they're both huge passions. You know, it's, it's the music. I can't not sing. It's like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's almost like going to the bathroom. It's, you know, yes. it's there. It's, yeah. You can't do anything. <laughs> well, I don't know if I so it, compared to going to the bathroom. But <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, I understand. <laughs> it's not it's like, yeah, it's not even a choice. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. You have yeah. to do it. Yeah. Exactly. Just like being a mom. There's no choice in that either. Well, there is because I became a mom, but, you know, they're absolutely the number one, right? You yes. Know? But um, what I would like is to perform. I would love to just perform the two of us. We, we can put on a great show, just the two of us, just a very intimate but still quite powerful little performance, and I would like to do that. I would like to do some touring um, as much as is this possible if we can find maybe perhaps a nanny or some awesome person who wants to go on tour with us and look nice. after the kids? It's it's dreams, yes. dreams going on. But Why I think not? they're they're realist. yeah yeah. I think we're actually playing with the idea of of touring next year in California. Ooh. Actually, love it. That is kind of an idea. Yeah, and as far as anything else, projects that we have coming up, we have this acoustic album that we're going to release around Christmas time. And these are things that we can balance very well at home with the kids. Uh, we're, in a, we're in a very unique situation in that Roland and I are both at home all oh, the time okay. with the kids. So we, you know, they go to school mm-hmm. and, and we're there for them at all times. Roland's studio is, is at home too. So we can really combine you know, these two important aspects of our lives. It's, it's, we're lucky. We're yes. very lucky. Yes. Yeah, Be- because so, you can uh, stay in tune to them, but you can also have time to yourself to nurture your own creativity and your happiness and all that. Absolutely, absolutely. Happy mom is happy. Kids is happy. Everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Have there been times? First of all, have you always done music professionally? No, no, no. I was. Um, I oh, gosh, I've done everything. Okay. Everything. And the the most. Recent thing, I think, you know, it's worth mentioning is fashion. I actually studied fashion and uh, designed kids' clothes for a long, long time in a great big company called CNA. Mm -hmm. And that was really, really fun, but I couldn't do it anymore because of my knee. I actually, I got hit by a car in 2002. Yeah, it was, it can happen. I was literally walking across the street and a guy ran a red light and hit me. Oh my gosh! And I can live to tell the tale, which is which I'm, I'm very aware of how lucky I am. But my knee is the knee of a geriatric; it's just oh. completely messed up, which which is hard when you you know you're thinking I want to stand on stage for yes. hours and I want to you know <laughs> that kind of thing is is sure, tricky. Sure. But um, it's it's doable. You're lucky! Wow. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's it's changed my life in such an unbelievable way, which I'm sure anybody who has experienced something like that can say the same thing. It's, it's, it's totally life changing, mm-hmm. you know, that that happened and that I'm right, that I'm here today to talk about it, that I'm fine, yeah. you know, 
yeah, it's it's incredible. So that a lot of inspiration has come out of that, and and again, it it gives us this incredible situation, you know, our unique situation because I'm officially handicapped oh, for the right. government. So I, I yeah, I get disability, which provides this freedom of being at home, being able to be at home with my kids and live the life that we live, which yeah. which is, yeah, bittersweet, but it's, right. it's something that I'm accepting. Right. It's a good thing. And you're here, yeah. and you, yes, and you can walk. Can you walk okay? Exactly. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, you know. Not, not great. Like I used to. No, no, indeed. I got a little little move going on <laughs> when I walk, but it's, now I can, you know, I can live with it. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Now, you are a mom that rocks. Tell me about, are there other moms like you where, you where you are? Are you meeting other moms that are musical and you're bonding with them? Or are you finding that there aren't so many that have really nurtured this passion for music? I have not met any. <gasps> no. Wow. I have not met any. You're and an I'm anomaly dying. there. <laughs> well, it's, it's a crazy thing. You know, I can't, I can't imagine not having a passion that you want to fulfill, you mm-hmm. know. And I know a whole lot of moms who are awesome and doing their passions, you know, on the, as well as balancing their kids, but none of them do anything with music. So I'm really, yeah, I'm really kind of on an island as far as that's concerned. And I, I really want to meet some, though, which I'm, I'm glad I know you now. I know. I'm in contact with some cool moms, rocking moms. So you yeah. mean even at your gigs when you perform, no mom comes up to you and says, oh, I play the, or I would love to learn how to, nobody. I wish. I wish. Amazing. I wish. I, no. No. Amazing. Not yet. Not yet. I hope they do someday. Yeah. I yeah. think when um, <laughs> you start it when you're younger, a lot of times... I know for me, I always tell people I picked up guitar and then I put it down and it was years I didn't play. And mm-hmm. it, just like you with your short nails, thinking you're going to play guitar at some point, which you probably will, uh, mm-hmm. you just never internally give it up. You just, you know Absolutely. that, you know, even though the guitar yes. might be holding the clothes, you know, it might be a coat rack, it's, it's still <laughs> nagging at you. It never goes away. No. No. Absolutely. There have been times, you know, like in anybody's life, you, you, life happens, you know, yes. or crisis happens or change happens or, you know, things go on where music, right, like you say, does get pushed kind of on the back burner, mm-hmm. but it never, never can go away. No, That's great. Which is, and, it, and the, the cool thing I think about it is when you do take a step back, even it's for, for a couple months or a couple years and you, and you come back to it then you've developed without even knowing it. Right. At least this is, was, this is what I experienced. It was, it was amazing. Yes. You know, and, and I'm, I'm very fortunate that I, that I have somebody, you know, to collaborate with and someone that I just, you know, that I love very much and really my soulmate both in life and in music. And, you know, and, and we both have that experience. And then we came back together and, he, and just this awesome stuff was going on. And right. it was, it was, just, yeah, even more inspirational. That's phenomenal. Great. Here's This Is Lizard with It's Got Me Again. I didn't know where, but I got myself caught up in the middle. 
We're going to take a short break and we come back more from Lizanne Hennessy. This is Anthony Hopkins with an important message about cancer prevention and treatment. Did you know that the right foods can help prevent this frightening disease? New studies show that fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and other high-fiber vegetarian foods reduce the risk of certain cancers, and they may even improve survival. Visit cancerproject.org or call 866-906-WELL. Brought to you by the Cancer Project, a non-profit organization advancing cancer prevention and survival. piece of music was played with only two instruments a right hand and a left hand hands can do incredible things but nothing compares to using them to help save a life with hands only CPR if an adult suddenly collapses call 911 then push hard and fast in the center of their chest until help arrives hands only CPR is recommended by the American Heart Association and it's incredibly easy and effective Find out more about this latest method of CPR at handsonlycpr.org. The power to help save a life is in your hands. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. Imagine a friend has just told you they were diagnosed with a mental illness. What would you do? Awkward, isn't it? But what's even more awkward is, if you're not there for them, they'll be less likely to recover. Mental illness. What a difference a friend makes. To learn more, go to whatadifference.org. This message is brought to you by the Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. I used to love running, shopping, just hanging out with friends. I don't do any of that anymore. I'm so confused and depressed. I've lost 20 pounds in four weeks for no reason. People keep saying how great I look. If they only knew how sick I am. I need to know what's going on. I need to know what's going on. First the joint pain. Now my hair is falling out. My family tries to help, but I get so angry because they can't. No one understands. I don't understand. Why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? When I'm sick, I feel so guilty. I see what it does to my little girl. She's tense and worried all the time. Her life is doctors and hospitals and a mom who isn't there for her. I need answers. For answers, ask your doctor the right question. Could I have lupus? For answers, for support, for hope. Visit couldihavelupus.gov or call 1-800-994-9662. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Office on Women's Health and the Ad Council. Hi, professional skateboarder Tony Hawk here with Bugs Money and Daffy Duck to remind you to get moving every day. Because when you get moving an hour a day, you'll have the energy to skate through anything. <laughs> nice play on white, Doc. That's how I roll, Bugs. So whether you like to work the half pipe, now that's catching air, kick the soccer ball around, or dance in your room, just move it your way for an hour a day. The way you like to move, as long as you're moving. Carve out some time every day and get active. Because it's time to do a 180 on what you think exercise is. Because it can be whatever you want it to be. So be a player. Be a player. Get up and play an hour a day, Doc. Check out how to be a player at letsmove.gov. Head online to get tips on great ways to get moving every day. At www.letsmove.gov. Let's hear that one more time, Doc. 
That's www.letsmove.gov. A message from the Ad Council and HHS. Mommy, I can't sleep. How about a glass of milk? That's gross. Well, count sheep or something. Mommy, you can do better than that. Well, do you have any other ideas? Oh, I know. I can listen to KUCI 88.9. Cool. That's exactly what I'm doing. Friend us on Facebook at KUCI-FM and follow us on Twitter at KUCI-FM. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Get the Funk Out, hosted by Janine on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine. We're back with Lizanne Hennessy of This Is Lizard. Now, if people want more information about you and your music, where should they go? Well, the best place to go at the moment, I would say, is just the main website, which is www.thisislizard.com, and that's lizard with two Zs, and that is the blog, mm-hmm. and it's got all the links on there that you could possibly desire, so the link to Facebook, to Twitter, to YouTube, um, all the yeah, buy info is on there, the players on there, you can listen to the tunes, you can read all about each member of the band, well, Roland and I, and we have a third member who, who unfortunately, we only get to perform with when Ron Orcas, because he lives over there and we live over here, but we're, we're going to be the first transcontinental band ever. Nice. <laughs> to, yeah, to coordinate, but it's, it's, he's an incredible musician and just a really, really awesome and talented guy. Gene Neary is his mm-hmm. name, and he collaborated with us on this acoustic album I'm telling you about earlier. He's uh, he's on that one. That's so great. all the latest info is yeah is all on the, the main website. This is lizard dot com. Yeah. How did you come up with that cute name? This is lizard. I mean, I know, you know your name. Yeah. <laughs> it's super because my, my nickname has always been. Li- I've mm. got a soft spot for reptiles. I do. I love <laughs> lizards. I used to have one called Ace, a chameleon, and I love cute. lizards. So right, it was it's it was funny. We we called ourselves lizard years and years ago. When we first started out, really, that was our name, Lizard. And and then when the accident happened mm-hmm. and we just, you know, everything just came to a screeching halt and mm-hmm. just full stop. And we stopped making music. And when that started to come back again, the first thing actually that sparked it was having babies. Oh, That really yes. was like, this is really cool. And in, it was when Mia was born, instead of sending a, a birth announcement, we actually sent CD. We recorded four songs. Oh. And, you know, lullaby kind of songs, it was great. And so that oh, just cool. really got it going. And, yeah, and building building up and developing further and further. So when we decided to, to record this album, Won't Give Up, um, we thought we should reintroduce ourselves. Yes. And that was how This Is Lizard came it. about. Kind of, yeah. So you had the accident, and then you had your first child. And yeah. then you your music just blossomed. Oh, yeah. Why do you think that yeah. happens? I hear this so many times. When a, when a woman has a child, uh, their music takes off. Why is that, do you think? Is that a common thing? Because I don't know. Yes, yeah. yes, it, it wow. does. You get really creative all of a sudden, and yeah. Yeah. yet it's, something it's opens up. It's overwhelming, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's just you can't underestimate the effect that has on your hormones and on your body and, and everything. And, you know, when I was, when we started recording this little birth announcement CD for Mia, for my daughter, I was still pregnant. And I remember it was the most 
amazing thing. I was like way pregnant. It was going to be like any day, you know, and I remember singing and her little self moving and kicking in there and it was unbelievable. It gives me chills to think about it. And then we, she actually was born a little early. So the rest of the CD we had to record while she was in my arms. And, and that was just amazing too, this little you know, this person yes, yes. that we made. It was unbelievable. And I think just the whole, you know, why are you even a woman? Why are you on this planet? Mm-hmm. Kind of this really, you know, instinctive, deep-rooted, you know, feelings come up. And, and yes. I think the creativity, right, if you're artistic in any way, that feeling is just as deep. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's so, right. I I, I think yeah. the two key things, well, a couple key things after you have a baby are sleep, disconnect mm. your phone, do not gab on the phone, you're so excited, <laughs> your adrenaline's going, because if you don't, you get so depressed, and then music mm-hmm. is so mm. powerful, and, yeah. yeah, 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 same, same, I mean, any, any musical mom, I'm sure, will have done, you know, when you're pregnant, and we went to, we ended up going to concerts, or we made music all the time at home, and feeling the vibrations and when the babies were little, it was constantly, there was one phase and I'm curious of other moms or if you've gone through, went through this at all too, is when Mia was about, I don't know, about a year, mm-hmm. she would not allow me to sing. She didn't want me to sing. Oh, really? And she would put her, yeah, she put her hand on my mouth. Maybe she was jealous? No sing, no sing. Jealous of something? Maybe. I have no idea. I knew it, and Maybe. it took like two years really? before it was okay to sing again. And the song actually that that made it okay again was Abba, Mamma Mia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We'd go out together, Mamma Mia, we would sing together, and then it was okay. And now she's very, she's very lyrical. You know, she'll, we'll listen to the CD in the car, uh, often Carla singing, you know, and, and she'll, be really focused on the text and the lyrics and ask me, like, oh, what is a broken heart, mama? And, Cute. you know, and this, that. Yeah, very, very tuned in and very keyed into this, these lyrics. So, but no, now we sing all the time. And oh, that's nice. and, Yeah. Great. Maybe she heard it in the womb so much. She was like, mommy, enough. <laughs> yeah. God, you know. <laughs> I've already heard that song a gazillion times, mom. <laughs> what else you got? That's so cute. That's so cute. Well, I can't wait to listen to the songs uh, that you sent me, and I will include them in this week's show. Fantastic. Is there anything else you want to add to the show before we wrap it up? Um, just, you know, I'm I'm so excited that you exist. Aww, I'm so excited. I'm happy that, yeah, I'm so happy that I, that I stumbled upon you and or that you stumbled upon me. Yeah. I don't know exactly, but... <laughs> I'm really happy, and, and I'm just dying to, to connect with other moms who are in the music industry and just, yeah, and, and touch bases and see what everybody's doing and Absolutely. Yeah, play off each other. Absolutely. So great. Thank you so much for this. It was great ch- chatting with you. <laughs> you too, Janine. Here's one more from This Is Lizard. This is about you. I wish I knew everything about you.
If you're just tuning in, I'm Janine, and you're listening to Get the Funk Out right here on KUCI 88.9 FM. And I thought I would share with you an article I came across by Dan Butner, author of Thrive, Finding Happiness, The Blue Zones Way. And the article I'm going to share with you is in Parade Magazine Online. It's called You'll Wish You Were Here, Raising Your Own Joy Quotient. I thought it was very appropriate considering the topic of my show is all about trying to find that happiness, that next chapter in your life. Maybe you've gone through some major life changes, whether it's a job loss or just a new chapter in your life, and you're looking to find some happiness. So I thought this might shed a little light on your situation. More than any other factor, including income, education level, and religion, where you live determines your happiness. Five things to look for. Quiet. People can get used to an ugly street or sub-freezing weather. In fact, Minnesotans are happier than Floridians. But they don't adapt to noise like jet planes, overhead, or buzzing transmission lines. It steadily erodes happiness. Walkability is another factor of happiness. Go to walkscore.com and type in an address and see how your neighborhood rates in terms of strolling distance to parks, groceries, religious organizations, and museums. Safety is another factor. In surveys, people consistently ranked safety as even more important than freedom. You want a place that draws you out, not nudges you in. Income equality. If you live in a neighborhood where your neighbor's paychecks are similar to yours, that's another factor influencing happiness. One study found that people would rather make $50,000 a year and live among those earning the same than make $100,000 and live among those who made $250,000. A short commute also factors into your joy quotient. Commuting is people's least favorite daily activity. In fact, research shows that workers who travel an hour each way would need a 40% raise to be as satisfied with their lives as those who walk to work. Now inside your home, try these six known mood lifters. Toss the extra TVs. Keep only one TV in your house, ideally in an out-of-the-way spot. Removing one from your kid's room, research shows, will likely reduce his or her body fat index by nudging them to be more active. Connect with family and friends. Data from Gallup Healthways polls show that the happiest Americans socialize an astounding six to seven hours a day. Paint yourself happy. Research on color and psychology shows that painting a room yellow will increase energy and lift the spirits. Sea foam green, a healing shade used in Japanese hospitals, is good for rooms devoted to relaxation. Grow some veggies. Several studies have shown that gardening lowers stress hormones. Planting, weeding, fertilizing, and harvesting are good low-intensity activities that can raise your heart rate and improve your range of motion. A garden also comes with its own deep-rooted source of motivation. Unless you want to end up with a plot full of dead plants, You'll need to keep getting out there and working. Soak up some sun. Maximize your daily intake of sunlight by creating an outdoor area, putting in a patio, getting lawn chairs, where you can relax. Research shows that sunlight prompts the manufacture of endorphins that give you a feeling similar to a runner's high. And it also promotes the manufacture of vitamin D, a compound that many Americans lack. Just a few minutes of quality sunlight on the face and arms can provide more vitamin D than a gallon of milk. And lastly, center your bedroom on sleep. The average person should sleep six to seven hours per night for optimal health and well-being. 
If you get into bed at a decent time, but then find yourself unable to doze off, turn your bedroom into a sleep-centered zone. Free it from TVs, computers, brightly glowing clocks, and other distractions. Make sure it can get dark and stay warm or cool, depending on your preference. If reading helps send you to dreamland, keep books and magazines nearby. Finally, put the light source within arm's reach. That way, when you begin to feel drowsy, you can switch off the light without having to get up. This article was adapted from the forthcoming book, Thrive, Finding Happiness, The Blue Zones Way, by Dan Buettner. Here's a little something for all you chocoholics getting ready for Halloween. These fun facts about chocolate come from National Geographic Kids Magazine. Here's the latest news on chocolate. The average American eats about 12 pounds of chocolate a year. You eat that much? No! <laughs> Mama wouldn't let me! Each year, Americans buy 48 million pounds of chocolate for Valentine's Day. That's the same weight as 128 blue whales. Whoa. Chocolate-covered ants are a treat in Mexico. Ew. The next time you have a cold, ask for a piece of chocolate. A natural chemical in the treat helps suppress coughs. Can I have a piece of chocolate? <coughs> Achoo. Just one wish of chocolate can make people feel happy. A chemical in cacao releases feel-good vibes in the brain. White chocolate is technically not chocolate. The paler tree is made with only cocoa butter, not cocoa powder, as real chocolate bars are. Hershey's Pencil Made in you. Smells like chocolate. Why? The Hershey's Chocolate Factory there produces, among other things, more than 20 million Hershey's Kisses a day. Chocolate is made from the seeds of the cow-cow plant, which grows only in areas near the equator. Ever feel like you'd rather eat chocolate than dinner? Absolutely. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. You're not alone. An early advertisement for the candy claimed it was more filling than meat. The scientific name for chocolate, the broma cacao, means food the gods. Mmm, chocolate history. And that's your chocolate update. That's a wrap for this week's show. If you want more information about the band This Is Lizard, you can visit thisislizard.com, and that's L-I-Z-Z-A-R-D. You can also find them on Facebook as well. If you'd like to find out about being a guest on the Get the Funk Out show, just send an email to Janine, that's J-A-N-E-A-N-E, at KUCI.org. I'll see you back here next Monday at 9 o'clock, right here on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine.